something borrowed, something blue. Give us all your juicy news, sensational, irrational. It's Wedding Confessionals. Welcome to another episode of Wedding Confessionals. I'm Brooke. And I'm Pam. And the only thing we love more than weddings. Is talking shit about weddings. Oh my gosh. I love talking shit about weddings. You do. I I do. do. Yeah. I did spend part of my day today watching a little bit of Say Yes to the Dress. Of course. So it's a weekend it's been, day. Yeah, it's yeah. been a great Sunday. So that's how I spend my Sunday. That and yelling at football. So, you know, sports. Balance. Yes, that's who I am. Multifaceted. Um, so, Pammy, we have a guest. We do. And it's a new person. <laughs> it is. They usually are. But I feel like there's been a string of return guests we lately. We have, yes. There's been yes. some people coming back and giving us updates about their weddings. This yes. is a brand spanking new person. I it mean, not is. to the world. It's not like we brought a baby. It's an adult human. It is. Um, so, Pammy, our guest today mm-hmm. is this fella named Ben Seaman. He is a writer and an actor and also, spoiler alert, one of my favorite people on Twitter. Woohoo! He has the appropriate amount of funny but also super angry at the world <laughs> <laughs> in a way that makes me feel seen and heard. <laughs> ben, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. That was such a short uh, intro. You guys got right to it. Yeah. You know, sometimes we have dumb things to catch up on, but I feel like nothing really crazy happened in my life this week. Let's just get to it. Because usually I have some dumb story about some stupid thing that happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Ben. It's a quiet week. Yeah. And I, yeah, my Twitter ever since the election, is just like, used to be all just dumb jokes and then it became like 90% angry political tweets and then... And then, like, 1%, like, some funny, like, well, I I hope it's a funny, like, comment or something. But I just feel like the people that follow me, like, they're in a roller coaster. They're like, when are they going to get, like, an actual joke? And when are they just going to get, like, I hate everybody. Men are the worst. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's good. I like it. I like the the humor and the anger. I feel it. I am it. I I, I be that every day, bro. Pammy. She feels you. Yes. So um, Ben is new to our show. So we'll explain to him and to any new listener how the show works. There we go. So the way the show works is that um, we have listeners that submit their confessionals. They're completely anonymous. Mm -hmm. They send them either via email or a voicemail box, or we have a special feature on our website where you don't have to give us any information about yourself. You just like rant and rave and hit send. Um, Those are the ones that are honestly the juiciest. (laughs) So good. Yeah. (laughs) So um, Pam gets them and sorts them out and finds three for us to read every week and then we either help and give them advice or we just chat about what happened confessionals can be questions mm-hmm. they can be rants yeah they can sometimes be stories about stuff that has already happened in the past that they just want to share with somebody they need to get off their chest yeah and we're here for you and we feel you <laughs> and um, we're ready to give back <laughs> to the wedding world yes um so every week we like to have on well a new person sometimes we have on returning people but sure. we have on a guest and they help us answer these questions but we feel like it's only fair to our people that are submitting and to our listeners that we learn a little bit about you and your personal history with weddings so we understand where you're coming from when you're giving your advice okay great in case it's terrible no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i'm gonna have great advice about weddings we'll see what happens that's part of the fun (laughs) perfect so one of the questions we always like to start off with just to hop in a time machine is how old were you when you went to your first wedding oh man i i knew you were gonna ask about the first wedding but uh i didn't know about a specific age so i'm gonna i'm gonna try to figure it out uh i think the first wedding that i remember 
is my aunt's wedding uh, in Chicago. And uh, it's an aunt on my mom's side. And I, I distinctly remember that they played Anything Will Do from Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor. Any Dream Will <laughs> Any Do dream yes. from yes. Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Because I guess they both liked the show at the time. Wait, and did so- she walk down to it? No, it was just like one of the dancing songs, okay, but okay. one of those things where you were like, this is unusual, like, <laughs> even as like, because I, I must have been like, maybe around 8 to 12 okay, at so the like most. Okay, it's like elementary, early middle so school elementary, years, yeah. like too early for me to know that I was gay at the time, but definitely <laughs> like, knowing when that song played, I was like a Broadway song, like, okay, <laughs> like, <I> just... <laughs> Uh, so uh, at least okay. By range, the way, you 12. think you're not ready to help out with confessionals? You're already judging people's weddings at age eight. You are <laughs> you're more in. than qualified. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I definitely like used to uh, dance a lot more at weddings as a kid. Like I think that I love to dance at weddings as a kid, and then yeah. the older I got, the more like jaded about it. Subconscious, <laughs> like and subconscious. And then again, to bring up, I I again being gay like i feel like i when i was closeted and stuff then i was like oh i can't can't dance the wedding or else everyone will know that little, <laughs> little, little queer kid is cutting a rug at the way so i feel like when i was a teenager i probably stopped dancing at weddings as much as i used to and oh my I would god only, like, the pain do. of not <laughs> dancing when you want to dance yes so like, but it, like now I don't dance at weddings that much either. But really? I really? think mostly because the music is the last like ten weddings I've gone to, the music's been terrible. I'm so not like, gonna sit there and be like, oh, they already know I'm gay. It's fine. <laughs> like I kind of miss those songs that like. I mean, these are old songs now, but like those songs that everyone is like, oh, we gotta dance to shout or we gotta dance yeah. to. YMCA or some, you know, song where everyone knows the dance. So yeah. Eight to twelve was my first wedding. Now that twenty minutes after I answered the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. We want to get all the little gossip. Yeah, I know I do think that I know that when I was planning my wedding, one of the things I was very adamant about, and this is a hot tip to all you listeners out there, is that I made sure in the early part of dancing that it wasn't just like formal slow dances for like certain like check it off the list thing was that I made sure to have a lot of songs that were like oldies so the uh, the older generation would pop out on the dance floor but everybody knows those songs great yeah mm-hmm. you put out them. an Elvis yeah. song you put out shout you put out an R&B song that's like from the 70s everybody shows up to a disco song so Heck we did yeah. that for the first 30 minutes so we basically did almost we almost did a little bit of a, a time travel where I think we started out kind of oldies and then we went into like 80s. Did you tell your DJ all this to um, do this? Yeah. Because I, I didn't. I just had a list and was like, don't play these songs. And my DJ rocked it. Like he yeah. knew exactly wow. what to do. I said, I like to dance. My my you know my girls like to dance. Make it happen. And, and he was like, all right. So you more said songs not to play? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like, don't play. What did you say not to play? Like the Macarena okay. and the I would chicken. Dance I would have danced to the Macarena. Chicken dance. Yeah. True. I, I enjoy dancing to the chicken dance, too. Yeah, but like, there's only so many songs that you have at a wedding. And sure. I'm like, I sure. did not want to spend it on those two. Not that I wouldn't dance myself, but sure. I did not okay. want to spend. I mean, this is, uh, I mean, you've had so many episodes now, but like, could you think of a song that you were really pleased that you had played at your wedding? 
Oh, I know her favorite song from her wedding, and I know mine as well. And we've hit it before, but we will talk about it again. Pamela, yeah, just what is be your like answer? Mark Marin, how he talks like every episode <laughs> yeah. about his SNL audition. And we've heard <laughs> we've heard of that story like five hundred times, totally. but he does it anyway. Pam, so my favorite song is um, uh, "Baby Got Back." Okay, great. And um, I think my husband actually fell in love with me when we were in the car, just like newly dating, and I sang that song start to finish, and he was like, what? So when we were meeting the DJ and we were going over the songs and I'm crossing out all the things, he was he's like, you need to play this song and she needs to sing it. So the DJ gave me a mic and I sang that song. She did a great job. That's a beautiful story. I, I <laughs> teach uh, improv class and uh, we do like a singing exercise where you're like, uh, someone sings a song and then someone else sings a song that that song made them think of. And like, usually, you know, there's like 16 people. And so like most of people will know most of the songs, but the one song that everybody knows is Baby Got Back. And then all of a sudden, everyone will know every word <laughs> to that they song. They do. Every word. Yes. Every word. I mean, this summer it came out. I learned every word at summer camp. Yes. I was so in. Um, my song is kind of from that same era where um, even though I got married over Labor Day weekend, I insisted. I didn't, I only had, my husband had some songs that were on the do not playlist. I was fine with whatever. But one, the few songs I was like, you must play. And my must play song was Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. <laughs> Even though it was Labor Day weekend, I was mm-hmm. like, this is one of my favorite songs of all time. I also believe it's just a wonderful pop song. And it came on and I expected people to kind of groan or like be like, this is what is this dumb yeah, Christmas happening? song? No, everyone lit up. Everyone came to the dance floor. Everyone hit the high note at the end. It was <laughs> a hit. Everybody loves that song. Everybody loves that song. And you're yes. not sick of it because no. it came up in September. No, I never get sick of that song at Christmas time. Anytime I, I hear it, I'm just excited to hear it again. Because it's a fucking great song. And like, <laughs> I feel like Love actually kind of like yes. made it oh. more iconic again. Yes. Like, like they, that movie was just like, it's okay to love this song. Like, Yes. <laughs> it's okay to love this song. It is. Because it's a damn good song. It's a great song. So um, after being between the ages of 8 and 12, <laughs> critiquing the song choice of your aunt. Oh, wait, where are you from? Are you from Chicago? Uh, I'm from Arizona, but my family, uh, I grew up in Arizona. So you had to travel for this wedding. Your first yes. wedding was a destination. Ooh. It was a destination wedding. I, I, I definitely probably went to a wedding before them, but it's the first one I remember. That's fine. Fair enough. We're not going to like fact check this. <laughs> <laughs> like scrolling through like old Facebook. I found this old photo. You're lying. lying. <laughs> Did you go to a lot of weddings when you were like a high schooler or teenager or no? Uh, my mom's side of the family, my mom has a lot of brothers and sisters. So I have a lot of cousins. And so uh, I went to a lot of my uncles and aunts weddings. And then I went to a lot of my cousins weddings. And now... Every cousin is married except for one cousin. So, so many, so many weddings on my mom's side. How many weddings do you think you went through with cousins? Like, we're talking like 15? Uh, at least 12, at least okay. 12, maybe, yeah. maybe 15. A lot, a lot of, a lot of cousins, a lot of weddings. Yeah, totally. When you hit like your 20s, was it just everyone, were there a lot of people getting married or did you feel like it kind of stalled out and everyone got married in their 30s? Uh, I feel like the last couple of years, the weddings have really slowed down for me. So I definitely in my 20s, a lot of my family was getting married. 
and now my youngest cousins are all pretty much married. So it's really slowed down for me. And then also, yeah, like I haven't been invited to, I mean, I go to a couple a year, but like yeah. the last couple of years, I'm like, do I have friends or like, you know, like, <laughs> like I'm not invited. I, Cause I have like, I have like a friend, like a, a couple friends that like uh, a gay couple that every, every, am I allowed to curse? I won't curse. Oh no, every, you can curse. Every, yeah. Every, yeah. every fucking weekend they're at a wedding somewhere, some destination wedding. And I'm just like, how do you have such a, so many friends that invite you to their weddings because it's so expensive <laughs> well also i i definitely am one of those people that if i get invited to a wedding that's like super far off i have no problem being like yeah i'm just not gonna go like if it's a real destination or something so i mean that's part of it but i think some people just love to travel what's the furthest you've flown from yeah. wedding? i don't think very fucking far i think living really? in la and going to new york when I was super duper young, um, my like first job out of college, I remember my like friend's brother was getting married and it was like trying to get the money together to fly to Atlanta from New York and get a wedding gift and have an outfit to wear was so stressful. And after doing that, when I was super duper young, I was like, never again. Like I just learned at how much money it costs to go. Cause it, in my brain, I was like, Oh, I'm a young adult. We go to weddings that happens in movies. And I was so excited. And I was like, wait a minute. This shit I'm, costs money. I'm out a lot of money and <laughs> yes. I don't make shit. <laughs> I'm a receptionist. <laughs> I, cause I've been out here for like, mm, uh, like 12 and a half, almost 13 years. And so, my family wouldn't uh, they would pay for my plane tickets to go to the wedding so they wouldn't really help me financially otherwise but like they wanted me to be at the wedding so it didn't mean anything to me until like (laughs) now now i've got definitely way too old to not buy a plane ticket like (laughs) the last couple of weddings i paid and it's just like yeah that it definitely feels different when you're paying to go to the the wedding it's super expensive yeah because i feel like when I was living in New York, all of my friends from Georgia were getting married and I went to one and after that was like hard pass. And then when I moved from New York to LA, it was right when all the New York friends are getting married and I only flew back for one and everyone else. So I was like, sorry. But then no, again, when fine. I got married, I was super nice to people. I was like, don't feel obligated. I get it. It's expensive. I fell in love. You shouldn't go in debt. It's so expensive to fly to New York. You just yeah. can't. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, um... I want to talk a little bit about your wedding. Sure. Um, first of all, what's the name of your husband? His name is Justin. Justin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did you meet Justin? Oh, wait. Uh, we didn't ask about, were you ever a groomsman? Uh, I or- was a groomsman in, my sister got married twice. Uh, she got married a little bit after she graduated from college and then divorced a couple months later. Uh, and Hashtag <laughs> scandal. Love it. And then maybe like two or three years later, she got married again. So I was a groomsman in both uh, of those weddings. Her first wedding, I was telling you guys earlier, like, I don't remember a lot about it. And then I was like, <laughs> starting to be like, well, I don't remember a lot about it. Uh, her second wedding, I was a groomsman and I, I gave like a, a toast uh, yeah. at oh. the wedding. Uh, and so, yes, that's the, the two times that I've been in a wedding. Uh, I haven't had any friends ask me to be a groomsman again. Like, I feel like I have lots of friends, but when it comes to weddings, I, uh, I'm not, I'm not part of those things. I feel like we're accidentally opening up some. I know. Boots. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, when you were um, a groomsman the first time, how old were you? Um, probably like early twenties, like okay. like. 
22, 23 or Was something. anything expected of you at either of these groomsmen situations? Uh, I, I mean, I had speech? to give the toast in the yeah. second one, but but no, not really. Did like, you have to do like a bachelor party thing? Or was it like, I'm the brother, I'm not doing this? No, I didn't. Like, I I mean, no, nothing was expected of me. I don't think, <laughs> I didn't go to any bachelor parties. Uh, I didn't ever have to plan anything. So no, I so very little, uh, very little involved. That's great. I'm jealous. I know. Lucky you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, bridesmaids have to do a lot more stuff. Like it's very it's true. true. That's why they make <laughs> movies about it. That's I know, they, right? <laughs> Twenty nine dresses, right? Like for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so wait, so let's go back, right? Let's yeah, hop yeah, yeah. into his little story. Okay, going to your wedding. Great. Remind us again your husband's name. His name is Justin. Justin, how did you meet Justin? He took my improv class that I teach <gasps> at UCB. But Scandal. but 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 mm-hmm. I didn't. I did not pursue him i did not ask him out like uh, <laughs> because i mean a you're not so as a teacher you're not there's plenty there's lots of marriages that have come out of improv classes at, really? at ucb yeah there's like dozens probably like that's interesting because uh, it's just a way to meet people you know like sure. shared yeah. interest um, but you're, you're definitely not allowed to date people during class. Do they uh, tell you that? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think that's official policy. Like, <laughs> please don't fuck the students while... Because <laughs> it, it's, it's only an eight-week class. If you can't wait eight weeks, like... <laughs> then right. you have a problem. Okay. And uh, <laughs> he was in my class, and uh, he he's, like, very quirky and funny. And, like, I definitely, like, thought he was cute, but, like, wasn't, like... Like I, I gotta get on this. <laughs> like, like, uh, and like maybe two months after class ended, like I posted that on Facebook, like, "Hey, I'm doing an improv show at like blah blah blah, like eight o'clock. Like, come on out." But like, when you live in LA, if you like do improv, you do shows in like you know back of a gas station at like <laughs> 10, 10 p.m. for two people, and you don't really expect people to come. But right. so I was doing like this weird one-off show. And he came to it, and I was like, what are you doing here? And he was like, you posted about the show. But I was like, yeah, but, like, people don't come to when you post that. <laughs> and so I was like, what is going on? Like, why did he come to the show? And it's because he liked me. And so then Aww. he asked me out, like, later. And we went out on December 28th because it was a couple of days after Christmas. So, like... Uh, oh. That's how we met. Uh, but so he asked me out, uh, and it wasn't the other way around because that would be scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't your student anymore. No, he wasn't. He wasn't my student anymore. And I'm trying to remember. I I, I was kind of wary about dating students because uh, I I I, I don't want to share too much information. Like, I don't have like a crazy sex drive, so I'm not just like gotta hook up with people. Gotta get out there, like. <laughs> I never used like grinder or anything like that. I just was not interested and I I did ask out one student in a class that like as a teacher you might sub a class like if a teacher's sick you sub and I rem- there was one class that I subbed and there was this very handsome guy in it and I kind of mm-hmm. like added him on Facebook later yeah. and then he was like why would you add me on Facebook? It's kind of the same thing with my <laughs> my husband who's like why did you do that? And we went on like three dates and then I was like this isn't going to work and then he <laughs> was very like pers- like he still really wanted to go out and that was very awkward and I was just like this isn't a good idea because then I saw him taking other classes and we were like in the same vicinity and I was like this is why why would I do this I don't want to be around <laughs> people that I 
like were like i don't want to date you so i was wary but uh, even though he asked you out you were like well okay i was like okay we'll, we'll do it <laughs> <laughs> you're cute that's fine i'll make an exception so how long between him showing up at that improv class <laughs> and you guys getting to the point of actually even talking about getting married um we were together for almost five years when we got married so we probably started talking about it after four years like are we gonna get married someday were you living together um, already or we were living together um and we talked a lot about like are we gonna have a legitimate wedding are we gonna have a big wedding are we gonna have a small wedding and i definitely started to feel more and more that i just wanted to elope uh <laughs> and uh he <laughs> i'm kind of this is gonna be a sad podcast but i like i feel like as we go along like he it was just like okay like but he, he still we didn't we didn't have like a big wedding cake so like i think that's something that we still have to do because i think he really wants a big a cake. wedding cake? so i think like i don't know your anniversary we're just gonna I have think like that would be sweet a yeah. big a big cake or something yeah um i think Why that's not? A, i think that's a really sweet gesture if you get a big ass cake yes so ben we, do i'm it. gonna do it we're gonna get a big cake i'm gonna uh, put a reminder on my phone to remind you <laughs> <laughs> so we we had talked pretty seriously about eloping and being like, well, maybe we'll we'll do, go to Japan or maybe we'll go somewhere crazy because... You want to do a destination wedding. A, as an elopement because yeah. nobody else has to come. So, like, sure. you mm-hmm. know, you're going to cause anybody anything, um, cost anybody anything. But he he had ha- he was going to Australia to do uh, uh, a stand-up show. He, he does stand-up. Uh, and in uh, Australia, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, they have like a fringe festival in this city called Adelaide, which is like kind of looks like the whole city kind of looks like the Grove, but like <laughs> but <laughs> it's it in it's just like very clean and like everything looks really nice and like like everything <laughs> seems very planned. Like uh, and he, I was gonna come visit him to see like his last couple of shows, and then we would see Australia and like drive around and see a couple of cities. And then, like, three weeks before I was going to go, he was like, do you just want to get married in Australia? And, oh. and like, Was we, that after the the ruling had come down there? Because that was pretty recent, right, with Australia? Yeah, that's part of the story a little bit. Like, um, where we got married was on this uh, island called Hamilton Island, which is kind of like a little vacation island of Australia. Like, it's really close to the Barrier Reef, and there's a bunch of, like, fancy hotels on it and stuff. And we got married in March, and I think the gay marriage had been approved, but didn't really officially start until December of last year. Uh-huh. So it had only been a couple of months, and we were the first gay couple to get married on this island. What? So everybody in the- You have a historic <laughs> wedding? That's so cool. There's like one, it's it's a pretty small island, so there's only one wedding planning Don't service. Don't diminish and, this. <laughs> and so <laughs> everybody has to go through this wedding planning service on this island, and they were right? so excited yeah. that we were the gay couple. They were just like, they were like, we're going to put your pictures on our website. Like, we're going <laughs> to. Are you still on their website? <laughs> I have to look. Because <laughs> we're definitely not like a, a super attractive gay couple that's like Stop. gonna that's gonna make people think like, oh, like beautiful gay people get married here. Like, they I might, like the idea of everyone's like shirtless and tan when they get married. Like, I mean, that's what you expect, right? I think right? they're more just like, <laughs> no. who are these schlubs that are like 
So, so when we got married, they were everyone is so excited that we we're getting married, and like I think because you have to like submit and and uh, in order for like it to be uh, uh, legitimate here, like it has to be like stamped and blah blah blah. And yeah. like mm-hmm. usually, like all the the wedding people were like, it usually takes two months to like get this approved, and like you only have two and a half weeks or something. Yeah. They were so excited about us being the first gay couple that like, I think they've called in a favor or something <laughs> and they were like, we got it. We got it approved. <laughs> like, Aww, so, that's so cool. Nice. So they like pushed it through so we could get a, uh, yeah, we could get married on this island. <laughs> I also just like the idea of a snapshot of you being like, you know, 12, 13 years old and being like, I can't dance this wedding because then people know I'm gay. Cut to like basically being <laughs> celebrated for being gay during your wedding. I mean, <laughs> we were kind of a weird spectacle. Like you, <laughs> did you feel a little bit like you were like like did you feel like not a human? Like it was kind of like I'm just getting married, guys. Like don't make it a big deal. It 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 felt like maybe what a celebrity might feel like when you're walking around and like people are trying to be cool and not be like, look, it's <laughs> what I can't even think of a celebrity. <laughs> look, it's Jennifer Aniston or something, but not trying to be like, hey, Jennifer Aniston, right. like, but just like looking at her. <laughs> And acknowledging, like, everyone at the hotel that we were staying at, like, would, like, perk up and make these big faces when we were walking by. Or they'd be like, I heard you're getting married today. Like, right. And marriages happen there, like, 24-7 all the time. Like, it, it, weddings aren't weird. Like, it's a, people go there and get married all the time. But for us, like, they were just like, come right this way. Like, everyone so did you get doing, anything special for being the first? Um, like, any special perks? <laughs> I don't think so, except that we may be on their website. Like, we may have our, <laughs> our pictures on there. They, like, definitely wanted to use our pictures. And the photographer was just so excited uh, to take pictures. But also, like, I was curious if she'd ever taken pictures of gay couples before. <laughs> be- because she was, like, really trying to use all these coded words. Of, I feel like she was trying to figure out who was the top or who was the bottom. <laughs> but she didn't want to ask. And so she would be like, if... If one of you was walking and you were leading, who who would lead? Like, <laughs> like she has all these weird like riddles. And we were like, I don't know. I can't remember. And like, if one of you was, uh, like, I don't know. Just these. Weird, she really wanted to know who was the top and who was the bottom. <laughs> things where it's like it's not like people when they get married do like prom poses where someone has to be in the front and the arm over the other i mean you're just standing next to each other holding hands usually right yes (laughs) i think we took a couple of those pictures of like maybe he was behind and holding me or whatever and she didn't know how to ask like or lead those things so did you just yeah. go based off of like height just to make it like i guess he's so taller both, than me we so can both fit in the picture i think he was in charge most of the time <laughs> but also my husband is like no he hated having our pictures taken like he was just so <laughs> awkward about it so like i was much more confident like i was ready to pose and like i've watched america's next top model i was ready to <laughs> smize and stuff smizing for your life but he was just like so awkward about it. so we still have lots of pictures that turn out just fine but there's some where he's just like making a real weird face because he didn't want his picture taken. <laughs> there was one photo from my wedding where the photographer again is just trying to make me do 
cool poses and yeah. i am not like i never acted i was never a cheerleader like i'd never been like a person in front of the camera i was always behind the camera and I remember there's one picture I have to try to find it. Maybe I'll put it on Instagram where because we got married in an apple orchard and she gives me an apple. She's like, just pose holding this apple. Oh, no. And it's just me holding this apple. And I can't even make a smile. I'm just like the picture's <laughs> me like glaring at her like, what the fuck do you want me to do in this photo? No, she's got to tell you and something to do with the, the apple. Or like... too, so I'm like, I'm missing music that I'm paying for hanging out with my friends. I haven't seen all weekend so we can take this awkward apple photo. <laughs> did not go well no (laughs) shout out to her she was just trying it was her job (laughs) i think that was one of the good things about it being an elopement is that there wasn't any guest or anyone to worry about so when we were taking pictures it was just like this is our time like yeah yeah and there there was we took a bunch of pictures on the beach and then we drove up to like a hill and there were people around for that so then that's another time (laughs) That we felt like all these people were staring at us and just feel. <laughs> we couldn't tell if it's just because it was a wedding because people always look, or yeah, if it was like, sure. look, it, look, it's the. I can't do an Australian accent. Like, <laughs> it's the gays. Look, they're on the. <laughs> look at them go. Like, that's a bad British accent. But, like, <laughs> but uh, so many people were looking at us when we went to the second location to take pictures. So, what other planning did you have to do? Did you were you in charge of anything of having to do with the actual ceremony? Did you know who was going to be marrying you? Uh, we did know who the officiant was going to be, and my husband is definitely way better at planning than I am, and so when it comes to, like, planning stuff, I'm going to be useless. Like, <laughs> like there was, like, an elopement package, and then we had, like, a person that we knew that was the officiant, and she, mm-hmm. we had to fill out a bunch of questionnaires, like, and pick songs that we wanted to play, and so that's there probably... There were songs at the elopement? <laughs> yeah, just for the two of us, like... <laughs> Like as you walk down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still played music. Wait, uh, did you both just walk down to get? How does this even work? We walked downstairs. Uh-huh. Uh, there was the officiant. There was a photographer, and then there was like another woman that was going to help us plan it. But then she had like gotten sick for three days, but then still wanted to be involved <laughs> for some reason. So she was there. So it was like only three people there watching us. But we played music when we walked down the stairs. Okay, we played. I don't think we played music while we said our vows because that would be weird, right? Like, yeah. we just wanted yeah. to be quiet. Yeah. But then we played music when we signed the paperwork. <laughs> and then a different song when we, like. Do you remember? And you the picked three all the songs? songs? Uh, I mean, <laughs> this only happened in I March, say, so I should definitely. <laughs> <laughs> what song did I, I. 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 One of the songs was from. Um, what's that? Game? Joseph and the Technical Urgery. No. <laughs> <laughs> one of the songs boys uh i think from the this band that's on the drive soundtrack that ryan gosling was in like where he had that scorpion jacket oh, yeah. yeah it was like uh and then one of the songs i picked from that what is that movie that came out uh oh call me by your name like yeah. i was just like i'm gonna pick a really cliche gay song like, yeah yeah, because, yeah. Because uh, it was by Sufjan Stevens, is that how you say his name? Sufjan Stevens. Stevens. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but like a pretty a song, and I don't remember what the s- third one was. But those are two of the songs. Okay. Oh, wow, that's bad. It's just, <laughs> it's just in it's just in March. <laughs> well, you weren't a planner. Maybe maybe your husband picked the last song, so you were like, whatever. That's his that's his jam. And we did our vows and. Um, he ordered rose petals so we like sprinkled rose petals like and then 
in some of the pictures we threw rose petals and so like i think those are the best pictures if there's any like supplemental stuff for the website there's one the second place where we went we like had like one handful of rose petals left and we threw them and the, it was windy so they kind of swirled like pocahontas Aww. like colors of the wind colors of the wind it was beautiful yes that's except, amazing. So it's definitely not romantic like faces that we're making. It's more like, whoa, look at these rose petals. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen rose petals before. <laughs> what did you wear? I wore a tux that I bought from bonobos.com, guys, for all your male clothing needs. Uh, oh, really? Uh, yeah, I bought a tux just because I was like, I'm getting married. like, And I... And and I haven't worn it since. Like I, I bought two suits because I bought like a, a I was like I, I've never had suits before. I always had like a sports jacket mm-hmm. and then like black pants. Um, and I went to s- s- so many weddings where I was like everybody else has suits. So this time I was like I'm gonna buy a suit. Uh, I'm gonna buy two suits. So, so I bought a tux and then I bought like a blue suit and I was like which one should I wear? And uh, I wore the tux and then he bought like a tux. As well, so we both wore tuxes that we bought Aww. and may never wear again. I don't know unless there's <laughs> some might. other <laughs> some you other important know. wedding that we go to. I'm actually disappointed you didn't wear the tux tonight. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, it was in the notes and I, I didn't a, read that part. It's a wedding podcast. <laughs> we expect you, expect you to show up in your wedding yes. attire. Could you imagine? Yes, really. Let's do it. Should we push somebody to do it? <laughs> yes, like, make them wear either like their bridesmaid's dress. Oh, they have somebody to wear will do it. Yeah. Okay. Fun fact, the wedding gown, my wedding gown is in this room in that closet. Is it? Wow. Yeah. I also don't know if I ever washed it. <laughs> I mean, do you it's take- in a bag. I don't know if I washed it afterwards. You would have to take it to a dry cleaner. Yeah, right? you would it's- know. Ah, he doesn't remember six months ago. No. Or years ago. I didn't wash mine either, so I can't really judge. Okay, so it's gross. It's fine. Mine's gross too. Yeah. Shout out to us being disgusting. Did you wash your suit? No, no. I mean, (laughs) I didn't wear it for that long. We're all gross. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So after the actual physical elopement and then you drive up the coast or whatever, did you have like a fun meal? What did you do that night? Did you have like like a weekend? Did you try to make it a memory? I mean, we were in Australia, so that was like a memory in and of itself because uh, like I... I have to admit that, like, I never wanted to go to Australia. Like, I think, like, I did not want to go, but it, I will. I think I wanted to go to more like Paris, like Tokyo, like cliche places. But we went to like a very fancy dinner on the island uh, that night, and that was very nice. And they, you know, every, again, everybody on the f- fucking island knew that we were getting married. So like, <laughs> we got like weird special chocolate things, and like with our, you know congratulations all of that stuff right. um and then for the next couple of days we we went around a bunch of cities in australia and it was mostly really great except for like one day we drove from one city to another and it's you know opposite car stuff and oh um, yeah and uh <laughs> uh he just drove the whole time because i was so anxious about it i was like i don't and and everybody the thing that i learned about australia or or my assumption about australia is it's like Basically, it's just like five big cities and then like nothing in between. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of nothing. There's just so much nothing. Yeah. And so we were driving from one city to another city and mm-hmm. it was just like, there's nothing. 
and you would see on like Google Maps, like it would seem like you're coming up on a big city, and it would just be like a gas station, <laughs> and like that was a city. That was a city, yeah. And everyone, everyone would say like, "Don't drive at night." The dingoes come out, or like the the kangaroos come out at night, and they just jump in the road, and people just hit them all day long. So yeah. we. Saw so many dead kangaroos, like, oh. and so we were trying to get to the next place, and like dusk was coming, and we were just so anxious. <laughs> about it was like kangaroos. a horror movie that like we weren't gonna get there before all the kangaroos came out. So that was the only time that I didn't have fun in Australia because I was just upset. But like we went to uh, Sydney and Melbourne and uh, uh, like uh, <laughs> we the, between Sydney and Melbourne, I think we stayed at like a. Uh, uh, like stayed at like a train car. We stayed at some weird like smaller smaller city that was actually kind of a town. Okay. Um, and uh, this woman had like a quirky hotel where it was like so you could sleep in a train car. You can sleep in. I I can only Did think you of the like train. it? It was good. It was cute. Okay. It was like you felt like you were in like a yeah train car, but it was a hotel room. Like it was cool. Yeah, it was like fun for like one night. You're like but one I night. Can't, yeah, I yeah. can't yeah. live here. <laughs> yeah, one yeah. one night. <laughs> That's cool. Well, hmm. wow, that is quite a wedding story. Okay, yes. good, yeah. No, you, you, you definitely. Have you had it. any other elopers on the show yet, or? Well, you're talking to one. Whoa. Yeah, I did an elopement, and my actual wedding is just fake. Wow. Yeah, yeah, because I just wanted to elope. I was just Great. Santa Barbara, though. It wasn't as exciting. There were no kangaroos involved. <laughs> <laughs> How long after did you have your fake wedding? Um, we did the wedding in Santa Barbara and then a month later, the wedding in Maine. Basically, okay. we realized the time. First of all, I always wanted to elope. So I wasn't really like keen on planning a whole damn wedding. But um, it also worked out where we realized we would never be in Maine long enough to do all the paperwork. So we knew we had to do all the paperwork in California anyway. So I was like, let's do both. Great. Yeah. So I love wedding so much that I did it twice in two months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Um, so, Pammy, we have to ask him. Yeah. Right? What is, uh, with the overall process, what was the best and worst part of your wedding? Um, the best part, uh, I mean, I definitely liked the ceremony. I mean, what a boring answer, but like the ceremony itself was very special. Like, and again, because I did absolutely no planning myself, uh, <laughs> it was so easy for me. <laughs> like, did you write your vows? We did write our own vows okay, uh, and read our own yeah. vows, and so that was special. Um, and uh, and yeah, that was really nice. I, I liked writing our own vows, and um, everybody was so excited that we were getting married there. <laughs> so like that was all really supportive. And then, I mean, I guess to rehash what I said before, uh, even though it was like. The next day, I hated driving from one city to the other so much because so it was so paranoid. Scared. Yeah, we saw so many kangaroos, and it was just like it was everywhere we went. Like everybody in Australia was like, "Don't drive at night." Like, and you're just like, "How do you live in a country what? where you can't drive at night?" Like the entire country. I mean, unless you, if you lived in a big city, you'd be fine. But like, yeah. if you're going from anywhere anywhere slightly rural it was just like you can't drive well i did when i was growing up in georgia i lived in augusta georgia and i worked at a summer camp that was outside of town and the deer population would become a problem and you know deer season i say you know you know deer seasons in the fall guys anyway it is um but i would be driving back and forth during the summer and when you had to drive at night i had a car that had this some sort of like 
uh, I couldn't hear, but some sort of like oh. sonar sort of thing, like going out that was like high pitched for deer to keep them away from jumping, away from from jumping in front of my car. And that's a lot of things that people would put on their cars because it was like a big issue with. And here's the thing about like a deer is that on top of you getting it smashed your car, you might get in a car accident. You might die. Like they're big. Yeah. Yeah. They're big. That's so many horror movies imagine, start with like, hitting a deer, like get yes. out. And <laughs> I can't think of anything else right now. But <laughs> and then you're murdered. We're back to horror movies. And this is pre-cell phone. So I remember being like 16 driving for the first time ever in the dark, like towards the summer camp being like, why am I doing this at night? I'm going to hit. 15 deer but yeah but now it's so exotic because it's kangaroos that's kind of cool <laughs> <laughs> so sad though seeing a dead kangaroo would dark me out i know it was really yeah. sad because i feel like i only saw like three live ones like so my most experience with so many dead so ones your least ever part oh. of getting married was the dead kangaroos <laughs> Yeah, we just saw so many oh dead kangaroos. <laughs> what a weird place to live that you're just like, well, there's another dead kangaroo. Yeah, there like, it is. Huh? And I guess they're big. Like, who wants to remove them? Yeah, they're big. I don't know what they do. I think yeah. they just, I don't, I don't know. I want to think about it. Oh, my gosh. Pam's all sad now. <laughs> well, on that note, yeah. who's ready to get into some confessionals? <laughs> all right, let's do it. Um, Pammy, do you want to go first? Yes. All right. Hello, Brooke, Pam, honored guest, and most importantly, Ruth. Oh, nice. Hi, Ruth. Thank you, ladies, so much for starting this podcast. It has given me so much great advice, put my issues into perspective, and helped me keep my wedding planning almost completely stress-free. I say almost because I have one problem, which is the reason I'm writing you. Sorry, it's a long one, so don't give this to Brooke. You're welcome, Brooke. It's I a, like it's a long one, guys. It really is long. Also, is. as we've said before, if you want to get your story actually on the show, you put a compliment in the beginning because Pam always picks the compliment starters. Maybe. <laughs> All right. In the grand scheme of things, I'm probably making it way worse in my head. And it will probably end up being, but then it will probably end up being, but I keep having nightmares about it. So I thought I'd share. I have been dating my fiance for eight years. We're getting married August of 2019, nine years after we started dating. So I am friends with most of his friends from high school and college. Most of them have grown up, matured over the years, but there's one in particular. Let's call him Bill who likely will be the perpetual high school boy emotionally. It sounds mean saying it, but to give you an idea of his behavior, as a 27-year-old man, Bill recently posted a Snapchat story of him loudly telling his girlfriend of five years to show him her breasts using more vulgar, vulgar words. They were at a wedding when this happened. Yep. He's the guy where if you tell him not to do something, he usually takes it to the extreme despite you compound this behavior with the fact that my fiance and he aren't nearly as close as they used to be and i am nervous i knew he'd probably get way too drunk at our wedding but i figured his friends could corral him or at least respect his former best friend enough not to make an ass of himself on his special day that was until another friend told me the story of bill's cousin's wedding that occurred a few months ago Bill and his cousin are close. Bill was in his groom's party, and so the DJ at the wedding didn't think anything of it when Bill requested the mic. Well, DJ, that was a bad move because Bill decided to start roasting random wedding goers. 
Not in a joking way, like some people poke fun at the bride or groom during their speech, but in a way to legitimately hurt random guests' feelings. It lasted over five minutes before people were able to wrestle the microphone away from him. Who does that? I relayed this story to my fiancé who assured me that Bill wouldn't do anything like that at our wedding. But if he'd do it as his cousin's wedding, why wouldn't he do something equally destructive at ours? My sweet, tender-hearted, lovely fiancé views Bill in a much kinder light than I do because of their long-standing friendship. But I've seen how he behaves from an observer's perspective, and it is not good. I don't want this guy embarrassing me or my fiancé in front of our families. I, I can just imagine the look of horror on my grandmother's face already. But I feel like if we say anything to him, that he will make him want to act out even more. I love my fiancé, and I will absolutely respect his wishes to have his friend at our wedding. But how do I avoid feeling like my entire wedding day is just going to do damage control for Bill's shenanigans? I'd much rather focus on what actually matters then live the, with the anxiety of Bill trying to ruin our special day. Please just tell me I'm being ridiculous. Sincerely, blissful, if not for Bill. Yeah. Oh. oh. Wow. Question for the room. Yes? Is Bill an asshole? Oh, it's so sad that she's getting married and <laughs> she's so worried about Bill. Like with all the things that she has to worry about. Yes. That she has to focus her energy on this asshole i think that means things are going pretty well for your wedding though if everything right? else is going good yes Hopefully, yeah she if you're could, dealing with just a fringy guest if this is the only thing that she's really worried about then maybe it isn't that bad maybe their things are going pretty well otherwise yeah i mean bill does sound like a dick i'll just say it i know everyone else can be polite and and be okay with bill i'm not okay with bill bill's 27 years old bill's a knucklehead um, I love that everybody signs their letters with like a little, you know, advice name. Yeah. Like that's so fun. <laughs> they get sassy. Yes. Like I wish I, yeah, I need to write to advice for someone so I can just come up with a fun thing. Of when like, I, um, <laughs> everything but Bill. Like they do sometimes, um, when I listen to, uh, cause I love advice podcasts and stuff, but Savage Love with Dan Savage, people will do something where like, it's sort of like all the letters spell out something. Oh yeah. So then later yeah. when he ra- reads it, cause he used, to, he used to type it out. I mean, obviously, they still do the, the printed version. But so it'd be like, lonely, only, very, eventually, or I'm just doing it. It'd be like, <laughs> love. So that when you say, like, you know, whatever. Oh, that's but, fun. Yeah. So um, now there's another bar to reach everybody. <laughs> yeah. Blissful, if not <laughs> no. for Bill, is fantastic. It's so good. Um, yeah. Bill. Okay. So everyone what else. What to do with Bill? I don't think you want to confront Bill because no. then you're giving Bill power. No. Agreed. What do you think? I mean, my first instinct would be something that she seems to infer that has been tried in the past, which is kind of disappointing. And that would be to find some friends of Bill's or people that would be willing to keep an eye on Bill and corral him and not say anything to Bill about it, but be like, hey, could your cousin that's friends with Bill or your mutual friend with Bill, can he be Bill's, you know, guard or like bill's babysitter bill's babysitter Mm -hmm. yeah and you know somebody that would be good at being a babysitter without letting bill know that that's the case and then if he's getting in trouble then he needs to spank that baby (laughs) i wrote i wrote down two words i wrote down dj and bouncer 
And these are the two people that need to know Bill's face. Oh, that's DJ. a good Literally idea. Give For them sure. a picture of Bill's face and be like, if this guy acts out, I don't give a shit, throw him out. And you, if you have Do any you have sort of... you have a bouncer at your wedding? Sometimes you have a doorman. Did you have a bouncer at your wedding? I mean, Paul's dad basically was the bouncer at my wedding. <laughs> he was ready to throw down. I mean, there weren't enough people there. But if you have any sort of of a doorman or of a person, a manager, a manager of the space or whatever, that's an authority figure that isn't a family member that isn't related, that's literally paid to be there. Mm-hmm. You give that person the authority to be like, you kick this guy out. If he becomes rowdy, kick him out. He's gone. I think that's a great idea. Don't yep. give Bill any power. The DJ should know who he is and be ready and then don't give yes. that boy the mic no and mic for bill some yes yeah, some cut the mic even if he's physically holding it just cut the mic well some weddings are very structured right and some people will be like these are the people that are speaking and nobody else speaks and that yes. might be another way to go too yeah it's just like if everyone knows you don't speak unless you're asked to speak like yeah. don't open the floor of like who else wants to give a toast? Because then, <laughs> then Bill's going to get up there. By the way, no yes. one else wants to hear any extra toasts. No. Don't ever Nobody do does. that. No. Oh, no. God. Four toasts are the most that you can Enough. take. Enough. People want to eat. And like only prepared toasts are entertaining anyway. Just someone rambling about how much they love you is maybe sweet, but super boring as but an audience But it's the worst as an audience <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Also, I'm just wondering, because you come from the world of improv, and your husband is a stand-up comedian what like advice if you're thinking about like a heckler or somebody in the audience that's acting douchey do you have any words of wisdom potentially in that way it just randomly occurred to me that oh my gosh i mean that's interesting he 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 does the stand-up and i think they deal with hecklers a lot more i've never dealt with a heckler really so i'm trying to think i guess improv improv audiences show. are so welcoming because they showed up and they like want to like everything yeah or they're like other improv students that are like trying <laughs> <laughs> but like if, if someone would start to heckle what would you do i think I mean, a lot of times the if you're being heckled, you turn it on the person that's heckling you and you say something insulting about them. And a lot of times it's so unexpected that they get rattled and they start to be quiet. But yeah. hopefully mm-hmm. she doesn't have to worry about yeah, that. Yeah, I just feel like you got to take... She has to take the power away from Bill. She does. In her she's, mind. She's worrying about him so much. Like, yeah. Bill, it's so sad, again, that she's planning this wedding. I think... You said the DJ, he needs to know who Bill is. And then also, 100%. I would say, don't open the floor for speeches. Like, have the speeches set and, like, just make it clear with the DJ, like, nobody else gives a speech. Yeah. Yeah. If you can, if you can control these situations with the DJ, with having that person ready to go and with somebody who's going to be the quote unquote babysitter. Yeah then I think you're going to be all right and you're going to be able to forget that Bill's there. Yeah, I think get these checked off your list immediately so this can go out of your mind. Because you know yeah. they say like someone taking up real estate in your brain, like the yeah, idea for free for someone's living in your brain. And mm-hmm. it sounds like Bill is living She's, in your brain. Yeah, I just, I'm so, I'd be so sad if she, it's her magic day. Yeah. And like, she's spending the whole time looking at Bill and like <laughs> wondering, is he going to do something? Like, that, that's the worst. Yeah, you pick somebody who's not going to let Bill fuck around and you will be fine. Yeah. I would even say if it's really that bad, if she's really worried about Bill that much, 
I mean, I guess it's not even an option, but I would just not invite Bill. Like, right. Especially if they're not that close, the husband and Bill anymore. Like, I feel like that's going to... I think that's non-negotiable. It sounds like the, right. the, the husband's too polite and passive and is going to be like, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. Also throwing out an extra idea. This is, what, 2019? August 2019? We have a yes. lot of time for me to plan this. Yes. If you need a Bill babysitter, I will fucking build that babysitter. You send me... <laughs> You think I'm going to let Bill get away with anything? No. No, (laughs) ma'am. So if you don't know anyone in your life and everyone's being too passive, I am a type A aggressive woman who will let Bill know what's what. And I'm tall and big and strong. So I I can throw him down. Love if you just like for some reason pretended to be a Russian friend of somebody and just had like like a really strong accent and then like just because that sounds more authoritative. Like and you're just like, you know. Let's hear it, Berg. Oh, my, my Russian accent? Yes. I took I, Russian I, my freshman year. Oh, you did? The Rasvitche. Yes. Niet. She's yeah. got it. You're yeah. hired. I can learn like 50 more words by the time. I'll be your bouncer, and I will make sure this dude doesn't mess up your wedding. Yeah. I believe that there is a friend that's your ride or die, good friend, that's not going to make a big deal about it, but we'll no. just keep an eye. Just keep an keep eye. An eye. Yeah. And tell the bartender. Give him water when he wants vodka. Water down his drinks a little bit. Don't let him get too wasted. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's even... Even the bartender would be a good idea. What if everybody knew who Bill was and everybody (laughs) had like a protocol? Like the bartender doesn't give him strong drinks. The DJ is ready to pull the plug at any second. I like it. Yeah, everyone. All your bases covered. Everyone that's getting a paycheck out of this day, they know who Bill is and what the sitch is. You pay them for a reason. They're there to help you. Everyone likes to be a hero. Put me on your payroll. It's all good. (laughs) Ready to go on to number two? Let's do it. Fuck Bill. (laughs) He sounds rude. Also, I want Bill's girlfriend to get a new boyfriend. Have higher standards, right? Somebody yelling, show us your fill in the blanks at a wedding on Snapchat. You know what? Dump that man. Yeah. Uh, Extra advice. Give it to her. Um, Number two. Hello, ladies. Insert guest name and Ruthie. Okay, I'll do it again. Okay. Hello, ladies. Ben and Ruthie. Great. I recently found your podcast and am binge listening. Yay. Um, while I won't be planning a wedding anytime soon, that doesn't keep me from thinking about it. I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts on a few ideas. I'm dating <laughs> a wonderful man and our goal is to discern if we're... If we're being called to marry. Wait, what? That's an interesting way to phrase it. Let me read it again. Like she's like the call of like. If we're being called to marry. Yeah. I guess like what she feels inside. Also, she's Southern. So I feel like we're getting a little flair out of this. Which I mean, shout out. Welcome. Um, If we do then, it will be my second wedding and his first. I dream of our wedding being special, but not 100% traditional. Oh, by the way, we're nicely aged 35 years plus. Okay, whatever. It's fine. One of the things I'd like to do is walk down the aisle with my future husband. My dad gave me away at my first wedding, and I don't feel the need to do this again. Plus, I love the idea of entering the church together as a symbol of entering into the marriage together. Yay or nay on this idea. At my first wedding, my BFF was my maid of honor. No other bridesmaids. While I love her, she does not share my faith, so I don't think I want her standing by my side at a Catholic wedding. 
Family is important to my guy and I. Our family also mirror one another's. He has two married siblings and two young nieces, and I have two married siblings and a teenage niece and a teenage son. Plus, both of our parents have been married over 40 years. What do y'all think about having our family walk into the church during the procession instead of a bridal party? Much love from Planning Before the Ring. P.S. My 15-year-old teenage son loves listening to the podcast with me (laughs) during y'all's intro. And Brooke says, I'm Brooke. My son always says, hi, Brooke. (laughs) Sorry for the lack of love, Pam. He is a teenager after all. (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) Oh, first of all, you sound fun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the the if we're being called to marry sounded somewhat religious, and then she confirmed it later. She's a a strong Catholic. Yeah, which is funny because Catholics from the South are pretty rare. They're usually Baptists, y'all. Interesting. Yeah, I'm just letting you know. Um, so um, first okay. question. Yeah, there's a couple of different questions in mm-hmm. here. Okay, what's the first one, Pam? The first one is: Is it weird to walk down the aisle together? Is that the first one? Yeah. Yeah, so she walked down the aisle with her father at first, and now she wants to do it with her husband, her future husband, which I say do it. I don't think anybody cares. I mean, I, I, I don't know if it, if she's a very religious, strict religion. Maybe some people would have, you know, problems about it, but who cares? Like, just do what you want to do. It's your wedding. Yeah, I honestly fucking love it. It's super. Have you seen it before? No, but it sounds so like feminist. Like, yeah. I, you know, like when women walk down alone, Pam walked down I alone. Did. Yep. Yeah. Like, I think it's very like we are equals. We are on the same footing. I am not being given away. This is a decision. I'm making my own choice. Yes. And yes. also walking down the aisle is so romantic and fun and exciting. It's kind of cool that he'll get the experience, especially since this is his first wedding. So yes. he's probably really excited about it. And I like the idea of you making a twist. So you're not just you're getting married for the second second time you don't want to just do the same thing just you know copy paste no you want to mix it up you want to make it you know so that this feels different this feels you know it's not just i'm just doing this again i think it's you've evolved as a person and you want the ceremony to evolve i also don't think it's it's going to be nitpicky for catholics i think the big thing with them is usually that it's in the catholic church and that you have a mass in the middle of it Gotcha. I grew up Catholic. So. Well, so I think also to think about that this is her second, so she is good with changing things up. But if he wants to stand at the front, I think you're cool to walk down by yourself if he's not, if he wants to stay a little more traditional. Like, like Brooke said, I walked down by myself. My dad was there at the wedding, but I chose. I'm not being given away. I'm making this choice. Sure. And uh, so I think that if he's if he's game for that, then I say do it. But if he's not and he wants to, to wait for you, you're good to, to walk down by yourself or have your teenage son do it. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great advice. Well, that was her next question, right? Was about ditching the idea of having a, a bridal party and having her family walk down as part of the processional. I think family walking down the processional is pretty common anyway, right? Yeah. I don't it think just it's happens first. Yeah. And then the bridal party. So you're just skipping yeah. the bridal party. So you're just not having a bridal party. Yeah. yeah I just don't fine. know who would care. Like, I mean, it, there might be some older people that care, but then who cares what they think? Like, I, just I, do I, what you want to do. I guess maybe this yes. BFF who was the maid of honor. But my guess is she already did this shit once. You know, and everyone's a little bit older. I mean, you have a 15-year-old son. I can't imagine this BFF, if you're still tight with her, really cares. 
Wow. I think she wants to just kind of maybe be a part of the day, but I can't imagine. She's, if you feel like she's going to have hurt feelings, maybe you make her a reader. Oh, yeah. She could, you know, or give her something special to do at the reception or yeah. something that makes her feel special. Yeah. Even yeah. though she's a sinner because and seriously. doesn't deserve anything. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, if I don't. If you're not having a bridal party, then she has nothing to get upset over. Yeah. No. Or, or maybe she's doing the, um, the sibling siblings and that's what you can just say. Hey, yeah. we're keeping it with the siblings. No. And yeah, no she'll be fine. And I know again, because if you're doing a traditional Catholic service, there is the mass. So there's basically two different readings before the priest does the final reading. So I don't think that has to be specifically a person of the cloth or maybe even technically a Catholic. I think you're allowed to pick whoever. So, I mean, if you're already doing a mass, you got a lot of time to fill, even with like a song or whatever. You can fit her in somewhere if you feel like she would feel neglected. Needs but to be my, a part of the wedding. Yeah. My guess is she'd be chill with it. It's been years. Right? I don't know. <laughs> Were Maybe you raised I, Catholic or something? You just I was. Like, okay, great. <laughs> but also, I feel like I've mellowed with age. So I feel like the things that I found important when I was like 22, I'm like, if I'm 35, I'm like, who cares? <laughs> True. Is that all of them? No, there's one. Is there another question? One. No, is that all the oh, questions the question. she had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's it. I wish yeah. she had told us who her teenage son, what his name was. So we yeah, could be like, shout out to him. Hey, Brock, or whatever Hi. his name is. Hi, your son. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this sounds totally fine, and you're not crazy, and all these ideas are totally chill. Yeah. Right? All right. Number three, Ben, hit us up. All right, I'm reading this for the first time, so let's see what happens. <laughs> Dear Wedding Confessionals, Help! I have been racking my brain on how to set up this seating chart because it's a disaster. My family is fine, but my groom's family is a mess. His mother and father don't speak at all, and neither do their families. His father doesn't speak to the grandparents. His sister isn't speaking to the father. His grandmother isn't speaking to his uncle. There are so many people that aren't speaking, and it is a mess. We need everyone to be civil since we're inviting our work groups, but I'm really worried <laughs> that they won't be. This family does not hesitate to start drama, and alcohol doesn't help the problem. <laughs> I don't know how to handle this. I consider doing the seating yourself because we're having a buffet. Oh, <laughs> no. Brooke, Brooke does not agree already. <laughs> but I have been told this is a bad idea True. because we'll end up with tables that are sparse and bad-looking. Thanks from what's in a seating chart. <laughs> Everything's in a seating chart. Come on back in, Ruth. Hey, Come girlfriend. Come on, Ruth, you little, little cutie. <laughs> She's such a little delight. Um, okay, so first of all, I'm sorry that you're married into Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow i think i need a chart just to know who's talking to who yeah christmas or hanukkah or whatever is gonna be super awful um but whatever it sounds like you're marrying like the, your husband or wife i don't really i can't tell from this but it sounds like you're oh the groom okay groom. so you're married mm -hmm. to dude um it sounds like they're chill so that's good um i mean have you considered I know that usually you put people that know each other together in big groups. Like this whole table is just people I went to college with. Right. What if you did a table and it's just some work people and then like two cousins and you just really mix it up like family and work like you make it so no one's able to make a mess. Is that a bad idea? She's making a face. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean... <laughs> What if those cousins start talking and then now your work knows your family shit? Like, good point. You got to be careful with that. Don't do what I just said. <laughs> 
Well, that's interesting. I would have. I my first instinct was to kind of maybe say what you said, but now you've destroyed that. Because so. we don't know how <laughs> crazy they. Are. That's the thing is that if people are crazy to the point where they know to be polite around other mixed company, but if you've got that crazy that never cares, here's the other thing. At the end of the day, people only stay in their seats so long. If somebody wants to argue with somebody, they're just going to argue with somebody. They're going to do it at the bar. They're going to do it on the dance floor. They're going to do it outside. You can't really control people from being jerks. Right? No. Is this... My other instinct, is this crazy? It seems like it might be crazy. But if there's so many people in the family that don't quite get along, like, and you don't exactly know how they feel, would it be bad to, like... It, it, it seems like... I would have to think this family knows that they're fucked up, don't you think? Like, that they know that they're over dramatic or that they're all fighting with one another like yeah sure, they love it like my <laughs> my mom has like a, a bunch of brothers and sisters and there is a dynamic where like two of the sisters really get along but other people don't get along with them as well and like two of the brothers really get along and then my mom and uh my aunt get along really well and like they would probably sit in different places maybe like would it be crazy to email or ask these people like which members of the family do you feel comfortable sitting with and like checking in with them about it yeah and they'd be like i feel comfortable sitting with this and this person and maybe like a spreadsheet like a spreadsheet and maybe it would work out enough that you could figure out like oh grandma can sit with these two cousins because they don't hate one another and like blah 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 like (laughs) if you're just kind of asking their opinions and seeing accommodating them uh, uh, the best that you can like i don't i don't know Pam, what do you think? I'm I'm <laughs> trying to come up with different solutions. What if we get smaller tables? So it's only like, because you know, most tables are about eight people a table. What if you get like, you can only put like four people at a table. So there's only so many things. Or you keep in mind that uh, not on top of everyone that's at certain tables, but where they are in relation to other tables. Like you mix the tables. Like, so you don't put all of like family on the left and work people on the right. You kind of put the cousins that get along in this corner and you put the ones that don't get along in the other corner and you kind of have a little bit of spread them out a little bit. This is like risk. Yeah. Seat yourself sounds like a nightmare. I, I think like you shook your head right away. I would probably nix that too. Don't oh, you, no you seat think, yourself. Yeah, I just think it sounds like a mess. That's, that's a little dangerous. Um, Ooh. so I think you either do really big, um, centerpieces. Oh, Okay. So that you can have that bigger <laughs> table, but they don't see each Because I, I went to a wedding where I think there were 10 of us at the table. I have no idea who sat on the other side. <laughs> no clue. Wow. Because the centerpiece was gorgeous. It was this huge, beautiful flower. But I couldn't see anybody on the other side. So that's one thing. Or there's another wedding that I went to where really didn't have any seating at all. And it wasn't a sit-down dinner. It was a food like truck. Cocktails. And cocktail, cocktail yeah. yeah. So they had different areas for seating. So it wasn't really like a everybody sit down. So um, that would keep people from having everybody sitting at the same oh. time and having that really like mixing in and that kind of awkwardness. That's interesting. Like if it was a bunch of like appetizers and that kind of stuff and more like standing bar kind of tables and yes. like maybe some bar seats and stuff but smaller tables and and in that way if it was 
it's kind of seat yourself, but it's not like glaring. You know, there wouldn't be tables that you look at and you're like, oh, there's a table of eight that's empty or something like right. that. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking as I was pointing at you, as you said, the whole idea of the the big pieces in the middle mm-hmm. is that I was inspired by thinking about your wedding where you had really long tables. Yes. What if you were to have rather than a bunch of circular tables? Can you hear Ruth? Yes. Ruth. <laughs> I'm like, I can't ignore I that. Like this. She's like, oh, come here. No, I know you want me to pet your belly, but not right now, my love. I don't even know where I was thinking. It's <laughs> a great time to... Uh, my wedding with the long tables. Mention this podcast yeah, yeah, brought to you by Blue Apron. Uh, oh my God, right? <laughs> Soon. Yeah, right? Um, but I was inspired by your wedding, Pam, where you had really long tables mm-hmm. and everybody, you know, uh, for you, you just kind of let people figure out where they wanted to it sit. Would seat yourself. But mm-hmm. if you did, rather than a bunch of circular tables, you know, these kind of places also have rectangular tables that they can put together. If they can do four long rows, like think Hogwarts, where it's like Gryffindor and Ravenclaw, but rather than everyone sit, like just get like one table, actually each seat is put together. And when you have that much long, no one's really talking past the person to their left and right and across from them. You can't physically see them. So you really only have to think about a six person ratio. So I think you need to blow up your plan of circular tables and think about long tables. Wow, that's a good idea. It was fun. Geography. And you had long geometry. tables. That you, I, I love that Like both of us were like, seating yourself is a nightmare. Only a crazy person would do that. And then we're like, Pam, you had seating yourself. No, we did. We wanted um, our friends and family to sit next to somebody they didn't know. Because but there everybody, was no drama. That's why it was fun no, for you. And there was only 80 people. It wasn't a lot of people. So yeah, we had it turned into like a V. We had two very long tables. And then we were at the head of the V. And it was really fun. Yeah. But if you had had her family situation, you would not have done that. I don't think so. No. Oh, you would have just let it get dramatic and enjoy the fight? I would have eloped. (laughs) I I think you're right, though, like in the sense that a long table really limits how many people you can talk to and how many people you can hear. So like, even if the family was a couple seats down talking shit about the other person, they wouldn't be able to hear about it. Yes, that's true. You really can only see, you can only talk to the people next to you and across from you. You can only see two or three down. So if you could maybe work with that, that way you can can have like a family table, but you can weave in and out the people and put the buffers in between. It's true. There I you think go. That's I a think good the long idea. tables, if long you can do table. it. Long table or elopement. These are your options. Long table, <laughs> elopement, or cocktail. Cocktail seating. Yeah, there we was go. another good That's Pam it. idea. Or just let them all burn and just let it happen. That's the other thing is that... <laughs> and then write us and tell us those fun stories. You're so busy at your wedding, yeah. running around. You're not even going to notice half the time if people get into arguments. Like, or let's invite Bill to this wedding and then everyone <laughs> will hate him them. so much that... They'll be all focused on Bill and they won't be able to think about how they hate each, each other. Each other. <laughs> there we it. go. For I the win. It. We just I like that we got <laughs> Bill a job. <laughs> Let's yes, we will somehow confuse Bill into coming to this wedding instead of her wedding. Perfect. <laughs> well that Done. is all the confessionals. Yeah. And now we're gonna go into bridal breaks. Yeah, yeah. So bridal breaks for any of our new listeners are suggestions we give not only to brides, but anyone planning a wedding of fun things to do that have nothing to do with wedding planning so that you can enjoy your life and step away from your um, table seating drama of your family (laughs) or thinking about Bill and enjoy your life. So these are fun suggestions we give. Pammy always gives a cocktail and she gave me a preview of this one and it sounds super freaking great. 
And it's sweet because it's Pam. Because it's me. She likes a sweet cocktail. (laughs) This one, normally, you know, I like my dessert tasting cocktails. And this one's almost like breakfast. So you can drink it breakfast. So have it before hitting up work. Is that what you're saying, Pam? Sure. Yeah. Great advice. Well, maybe keep this one for the weekend. Brunch. (laughs) Exactly. So this one um, came from, uh uh-oh, mommy's about to lose her shit. Um, and it is fireball and cream soda mixed together. And apparently it tastes like a cinnamon roll. Oh, I'm in. Fireball, the cinnamon and cream soda. I like fireball. I know it's trashy, but it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. And the whole time I'm drinking it, I'm like, I'm trash. Fireball and, uh, <laughs> apple cider, uh, yes. is, uh, delicious. Or like a, Agreed. like a cider beer and, uh, fireball is great. Oh, I'm used to having like a Ooh. regular, like a hot apple cider that's not alcoholic with my fireball. But I like oh, the okay, idea great. of doing a double whammy. Double whammy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, it's a colder, but also more alcohol. Yeah, Ben's bringing the heat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like right. It. Double bridal break. Yeah, right? All okay. about Fireball. I know. And what's well, that time of year? It's. I feel like Fireball is a very fall kind of a... It is. Right? The cinnamon. cinnamon. Right. Yeah. Ben, what do you have for this week? Oh, gosh. Um, I, this is kind of old and been out for a while now, but uh, my my husband was gone for like eight weeks when making it was, was out like on TV. And so we yeah. hadn't watched any of it. And so I'm like making him watch it again with me just because it's such a, a cute little show. Uh, it's on Hulu. Uh, if you haven't checked it out. Uh, have you have you guys watched Making It before? I haven't. Oh, pitch it to us. Yeah. Okay, Making It is like, have you guys watched The Great British Bake Off or The Great British yes. Baking Show? Yes. Yes. If you enjoy that show, this show is 100% ripping it off uh, uh, <laughs> in tone and structure. And, is it and, soothing? And Oh, it's so soothing. Oh. It's oh. so relaxing and soothing. It's American. Uh, it's American. It's a- hosted by Amy Poehler and... Um, Oh, what's his name? I know what you're talking uh, about. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and it's a crafting competition. Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. Yes. He's yes. a delight. Uh, and uh, it's a crafting competition. And uh, I think it's just eight people in the first season. And they make two crafts per episode. And it's fa- everyone's super positive, super creative, and super nice. And uh, you just love everyone so much that, like, when someone goes home, you're really sad about it. Like, <laughs> like I guess that doesn't make it sound like an escape thing, but it's just so relaxing while you're watching it. And uh, they just make two different crafts per episode, and it's so it's such a great little escape. Do you, what do you mean by what crafts? Kind of, yeah, what kind of crafts? That's a, that's a good question because I remember. Thank you. Be- <laughs> Because I, I remember like Sarah Jessica Parker had like one season of an art competition that was on Bravo and you were kind of like, how is this going to work? And then <laughs> and then it didn't work uh, because mm-hmm. but uh, uh, each episode they have to make like th- there's usually like a theme. And uh, let's say like in the first episode, they have to uh, construct an animal that is like symbolic of who they are is their very first challenge. And so. Uh, you could make it out of anything that you wanted to. So one person made like a felt thing and then one person made like a paper mache bunny and then one person made like a, a felt unicorn mounted head. And like so uh, all sorts of different kinds of media, except for certain uh, competitions, they'd be like, we gave you this uh, like a uh, uh, playhouse and you need to 
make the playhouse awesome or something like that. And you can use whatever you want. So it does, it sounds confusing in the sense that it sounds very open, but like you, you feel structured and, and safe so that you're not too confused about what's right, going what's on. Going right. on. Um, only one season. It's only, it, it, yeah, it, it just aired a couple of months ago, but I, I mean, if you guys have Hulu, yeah, I would watch an episode pretty soon because it's just so relaxing, just like the great British bake off. But you're like, these are American accents, and I like no, not, but it's still enjoying it. Uh, and it's just such a cute little breeze. And like they, Amy and Nick Offerman, just like each other, and they they work yeah. together well. Yeah. And um, it's just really fun and really cute. So it's a great uh, escape from uh, the everyday uh, hustle of planning a wedding. <laughs> but also can come on and inspire you to see people being creative when it comes to crafts and stuff. But don't get yeah. don't get pressured with the oh, DIY. Yeah. Maybe you'd get some ideas for yeah. something to do. Have a dollhouse at your wedding. <laughs> my <laughs> Yeah, I my husband like we were maybe going to have like a small wedding or a cheap wedding and we uh, he got really into watching like some budget wedding show that's on Netflix that's like it's in Australia, like it is, like, yeah. And, and cheap so, weddings, cheap I think. weddings or yeah. something, and that show stressed me out to so much. I was just like, no, we're just gonna elope. Like we can't do this because it would be like Sydney has been collecting beach glass for twenty years for her centerpieces. So like, it didn't cost her anything, but she's collected beach glass for like for 20, twenty years. years. Like, like no one has a cheap wedding, and I'm like, we can't do that. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. So it's on Hulu called Making It. Yes, it was on NBC. Okay. Uh, and it will return for a second season at some point. Oh, fun. Good. Yeah. I'm glad it got brought back. Um, my bridal break for the week is um, this Twitter account I call I found. It's called Chris Evans as Golden Retrievers. <laughs> what? <laughs> All it is. I know. I love giving dumb stuff. Sometimes I give like, oh, this is a really good TV show. And other times like, this is a dumb thing I found on Instagram. So yeah, on, on Twitter, um, the handle I will put up on the on the link, but the, the title of it is Chris Evans as Golden Retrievers. And every single posting is just a picture of Chris Evans. And then next to it is a picture of a golden retriever doing the same thing. And sometimes it's him like getting a hug from uh, Robert Downey Jr. So it's like two golden retrievers, like squishing each other, like, like kind of hugging mm -hmm. other times. It's like him in some sort of, you know, like clothing. And there's like a dog in an outfit that sort of looks like it. It's completely stupid, <laughs> but because my Twitter feed is a lot of news and serious stuff and Ben ranting, I like to, <laughs> I like to, to feed in every once in a while just completely silly things and i was by the way following the some sort of uh twitter account about the christmas countdown like countdown to christmas mm -hmm. i thought it'd be fine because like oh yay the holidays are coming but it ended up stressing me out knowing how many days were left and how much i had to do so i stopped following it oh no so i'm not going to suggest that because it's really just like too much but yes we don't want to stress chris evans as golden retrievers yes. twitter account is fantastic all right <laughs> and that is um that's all our bread that's breaks, our breaks that's it then you did it you Yay. gave good advice yes oh. you were good thanks i tried <laughs> <laughs> plug any and everything you want to right now uh okay great so this comes out in a couple of weeks after recording it right yeah uh, early but, november uh but uh i am probably in my last episode of crazy ex-girlfriend the season four premiere I'm literally only in it for like 10 seconds, but hey, 
uh, I got to go in the recording booth and record one line of a song, which I never got to do before. So That's that was nice. Fun. It was very exciting. Uh, unless I got cut. So, but no, I'm in- integral to the song. Uh, <laughs> so I would have really had to fuck it up. Uh, and I think I think they would have told me about it by now. Um, <laughs> and then I'm on Twitter at uh, at Benjamin JS. Uh, and if you like m- maybe 70% angry tweets about Trump and then 30% funny tweets then follow me on on uh, on twitter i think that's it right on all right oh it was so much fun having you on yes. thank you so much thank you you now get to deal with the part of the podcast where i quiz pam about our show oh great um you just get to watch me torture no, her you just get to hang back. oh you can feel free to laugh and cackle along with me what are you doing on your phone i'm just checking a text from my husband you need to put your phone down <laughs> because we know that you might be cheating because she cheats sometimes Pamela, <laughs> if you want to hear or you want to find out more information about the show, where do you go? Weddingconfessionals.com. We are on social media. Where can you find us? You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Yes. yes. And you can find that information and all those links where? On weddingconfessionals.com. Um, we want you to tell us, um, sorry, we want you to send us all of your um, confessionals. Send us your drama. Send us. We love it yes every time they <laughs> pop up on my phone i just my heart just skips a beat there are three different ways you can send us confessionals yes one is an email what's the email address pam wedding confessionals at gmail.com what's the phone number four three four uh-huh i don't remember nine four three four nine three three two six six three four three four nine three three two six six three the other way is to go to our website which is again Weddingconfessionals.com. Hit on the tab that says Tell us your secret. From there it's completely anonymous. No email, no nope. phone number, nope. nothing. Just um uh send us your drama and hit send. Yeah. And you- for the phone number is it just go to a voicemail and yes. you just leave a message? It's- so you don't oh, have to I- talk to anybody. I was too so. busy torturing Pam with not yeah, knowing she was too it. excited. <laughs> yeah. It's just a voicemail. We totally transcribe it so you don't even have your voice. Oh wow. Yeah. 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 Interesting. And if you put names, we usually change it to help you out. Yes. I'm not sure sometimes. Unless it's just, very obvious like wink. You just change all of them to Bill. Like, yeah, everybody's <laughs> Bill. We just don't like Bills. Um so uh Pammy, we mm-hmm. are on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Apple podcast slash yes. iTunes where they always want us to tell everybody to rate and review. That's the only way to move up in their weird algorithm that we don't understand. Help your fellow brides and grooms and rate the show. Yes. How many stars do you want? I I want five. Pam wants five stars. Yeah. I believe you've earned five stars. But I'm not going to bully you for it like Pam does. <laughs> um, Guys, leave a rating so that when people find it on iTunes, there's just not like three reviews, and then they're like, "This is just their friends." Like, I know. The more reviews <laughs> right? there are, they're like, "This is a legitimate thing." This is a thing. This is a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. So besides Apple Podcast, Pam, mm-hmm. I have now put in Apple. Oh, sorry, in alphabetical order, all the different places you can find our podcast. Mm-hmm. Besides Apple Podcast, Pam, let's see how many you can get before you forget. What is the next one? Castbox. Yes. Castro. Yes. Downcast. Yes. Google Play. Yes. Overcast. <laughs> no, iHeartRadio. Heart iHeartRadio. Overcast. Player FM. Pocket Cast. Podbean. Pod Paradise. Podtail. Podcast Attic. Podcast Land. Podcast Republic. Radio Public. Spotify. Stitcher. And YouTube. Wee. That's it. Ben, 
you wow. did it. YouTube, so you put like the whole audio file in a it's, YouTube? Yeah. Is it just yeah. a picture of Ruth the whole time? It's just a picture of our logo. <laughs> okay. I'm always fascinated that people listen via YouTube, but they do. They so do. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just think it's people probably at work. Yeah. It's like easy work. to like, easy I don't breezy. know. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to shy away from anyone finding our show. So Open whatever. Exactly. Open a tab, put it on YouTube. I just like the idea too of someone just staring at the screen for an hour and a half. <laughs> just hoping that something different happens with the logo or like maybe the head will move <laughs> maybe their eyes flash red or Blink. something like that. <laughs> just wink every 30 seconds um and that's it ben thank you so much for coming on the show thank you so much for having me guys yes. i will see you next week all right awesome. bye bye Special thanks to Andy Schreier for our adorable theme song. And David Kancherwitz for our fantastic logo. And Ramsey Millette and Brian Maylard for their technical support. If you want to learn more about our show, where you got to go, Pam? Check out our website, weddingconfessionals.com. That's it, girl. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.